ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. I'm your co-host, Lance Strickland. And my name's Timmy Gibson. I'm the motherfucker. That- <laughs> <laughs> I'm the host, I guess. My name's on the podcast. <laughs> I guess it's me. Oh, my gosh. Brother, how have you been? Oh, man. Wonderful, my friend. Wonderful. Had a fantastic road trip down to Wichita, Kansas for a <laughs> wedding. Wichita's a shit town, though. It is. But I tell you, it's got a little bit of a salt, small resurgence of like a kind of a hipster indie. Oh, really? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I know nothing about Wichita. Michelle grew up there, and you know, she said that's the last place you want to grow up. Is no, Well, you grew up there, too, right? No, no, no. I grew up here. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. What's your connection to Wichita? Just I've been there. Oh, <laughs> okay. And I remember thinking this place is a. Yeah. Sorry for all those that live in Wichita. Now, I don't we think love it, you. I don't think anyone would but, disagree with okay, you. Okay, I was to say it just was. It was just shitty. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot like Topeka. Topeka yeah, it's is good, just gray and it's shitty. Good exa- yeah. And when I went to Wichita, oh, I I can tell you why. That's where my son got his car. Ah, okay. He, he bought a, okay. a car, and so we drove out to Wichita to pick it up. Yeah, it was. Uh, um. So Michelle's. Uh, the the young lady that babysat for Zane, um, her son, and they was she was getting married, and so we went there, and and it was in a cool event space, and it was done, and it was kind of in this little kind of you know urban you know hipster area or whatever. Yeah. So there's there's it's you know take about the, about a tenth of what we have for the crossroads and that's what they've got down there, you know. Right. But they're starting to build the lofts out and things like that. Well, and, that's super cool. Yeah. So it's it's. Is it as cool as Kansas City? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Did it even work? I don't know. We'll find out when we listen to it. It's probably like a big bomb. (laughs) 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 We're like dropping bombs over here. I got the label on. I think it did the punchline. You know that thing. Anyway. Yeah. No. Um, It's... Yeah, Wichita is just so. I mean, you were there for the. Did you stay for the wedding and then stay the night there too? Yeah, because her mom, her her mom lives there, so we always, you know, that's that makes it nice. Okay, Wichita actually, this might be a good metaphor leading into the the topic. You know, I'm sure Wichita feels inferior to Kansas City if if you know you were personifying them as individuals. Yeah, because Kansas City kind of has it all. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And Wichita is like, well, we've got a couple things you got up there. We got a Starbucks now. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You know, here's a couple things about Wichita. This is total random, but people from Wichita will notice. There's two things that I've noticed about Wichita that's very interesting to me. One, they are like the capital of franchise or fast food or like restaurants that kind of start like a lot of things started in Wichita and then have gone like that's one thing and i don't know if when you go down there, there's tons of just fast food churches and the third thing is uh communities with walled in with a big wall around it and what i mean by that is similar to what i'm looking at over here in in op where i live we we have boundaries but they're all wrought iron fences right well there they're like stone walls that are 68 feet tall really and it's everywhere i i show michelle and she's like i guess i never thought about it growing up here and i'm like see there's another one you'll just be driving around the road and they have these big stone brick rock walls whatever it is where you where we would normally put like a wrought iron fence up they have a big stone wall and it's it's like a thing down there those those are the three things that I noticed down there about Wichita every time I go. Yeah, huh? That's interesting. Yeah, I when I was there, it was uh, nighttime, and actually the the area that we were or it became night when we got there. Um, 
we got there like at dusk. Yeah. You know, and I just remember thinking, wow, Wichita, you know? Right. <laughs> and then the, where he actually bought the car was this really nice guy, but he lived in a really not a great area. Okay. So it was just like, where are we? Yeah. And I was like, oh, we're like, really, we are in Wichita. Cause I thought maybe we were on the outskirts somewhere. Yeah. Like, no, this is, this yeah. is it. But yeah, everybody I talked to that's from there, from there, right? Right. They, they grew up there and yeah. then left. Yeah. It's the same thing, I think, with Topeka. And yeah. Unlike where she, she, so she grew up in Wichita, but then she went to Lawrence. She grew up in Wichita. Did she go to KU? Yeah, she went stay? to KU. Yeah. Oh. And then she got a, an internship in Florida. So then she moved down there to work for the paper, was down there for, lived in Florida for 12 years, um, yeah. then missed home and came back. And, um, but I'm going to grab, I heard this quote. Um, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to tee fill up the, the conversation. Fill the airwaves while I get this. <laughs> so while, while Lance is getting that, uh, so what we're going to talk about today in this particular podcast is about something that actually both men and women struggle with, and that's the whole um, like body shaming and or um, performance shaming yep. or, you know, comparison game. You know, like I have got, I, I, I drove Uber for Uber for about a year. And I had this guy get in my car and, uh, and I'm just describing him. This is what he was. I'm not making this like it was bad. This is just describing yeah. him. He was, he was overweight, balding and all that. And I said, Hey, well, what brings you to Kansas city? He goes, Oh, I'm here to celebrate a big birthday. And I was like, Oh, that's cool, man. What, what, which one are you celebrating? And in my mind, I was like, Oh, he's celebrating the big six. Oh, like he's oh, 60 okay. or something. Yeah. And he goes, I turned 50. And I said, whoa, I said, dude, that's cool. I said, I'm older than you. And it got dead silent in the car. And he goes, what? I said, I said, yeah, I said, I'm, I'm older than you. I already celebrated my 50. And he looks at me and he goes, are you fucking kidding me? And I go, no. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, fuck you. <laughs> he looked really old. Really? And anyway, but he said, he, he goes, I, he goes, I want to shave your head. You know, yeah. we start bantering. And yeah. It was funny. It was great. But it, it goes back to what we were talking about. You know, yeah. there's certain insecurities I have mm -hmm. um, that other people don't have, but then they have insecurities that I don't have. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't have a hair insecurity, No, <laughs> but I would have maybe a financial success insecurity. You know? Right. Um, but also talking about really what we're going to talk about in this particular uh, episode is just about giving ourselves grace yes and and not and not playing the the comparison game yeah you know it's we're all different yeah you know? I, and i'm gonna bring something to the table that someone else wouldn't and they're gonna bring something to the table that i'm not and it's it's like even with our podcast like you know you listen to other podcasts and why are they getting more right. listeners? And I want, right. you know and right. it's like and you it, it's, yeah. No, we're doing up. No yeah. one can be Lance except yeah. you. Yep. Right. No one's yep. the, a greatest co-host. Like no one right. is me. And that's what makes our podcast special and what yeah. makes people like it. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, our good friend Eckhart Toll, how do you say it? Toll, Toll. Well, I think it's Eckhart Tolley. Tolley. Yeah. You know, he, I've been, I need to go back and refresh myself with his words on drama, but you know, drama is something I've you've hear all the time, you know, like, you know, you're just causing drama, you know, and it's, and it's like, but he kind of goes into it with a little bit more of a, you know, theory or something, you know, you're kind of like, well, this is, this is a deep dive on drama, but yeah. it's like good, you know? Yeah. And, and if you think about it, right, it's like when you're, when you make a bigger deal out of something than it, than it is, or 
or you're not, I'm just thinking out loud here, or you're, you're driving up the emotions internally in your own mind with, without your plans to do anything with them. You know what I mean? Like you're making it, it's like, what are you going to do? This is like, I don't know, just, you know, you're worked up over something, you know? And I'm thinking the whole time, like if there's, there's a difference between creating drama around you not having something as opposed to just, there's a fine line between always been wanting something more, you know, like, you know, like maybe, maybe the guy in the back seat, I'm just totally making this up. You know, maybe he's like, you know, that guy's 52. I'm like, where's 10 years? You know, maybe I haven't taken as good a care of myself. That to me is when it moves from drama is just making a big deal out of it over, you know, working up your emotions and nothing to do as then opposed to kind of like, or you and I on the podcast saying, what are these other podcasts doing that maybe we ought to think about doing as opposed to just how in the world are they getting all these other, you know, right. making it, you know, you and I just bantering back and forth. And it's like, if you're going to go that, that's what I liked about Toll. He was, he was like, if you're going to wor- get yourself worked up over, you should only get yourself worked up over it if, if there's action to be taken to improve to your action. own situation. Yes. And if there's not, then let it drop and move on. Right. Uh, well, that reminds me of, of, you know, overthinking things. Yes. You know, and, and I had, <laughs> I had a situation this, this last week, there was a check, a text exchange with, with someone that I'm talking to. And, um, it was, and, a, was it a male? Uh, no, it was, it was okay. a female. <laughs> uh, and I was out to dinner with Jerry, with our good friend, Jerry, oh. I was at Capitol grill with Jerry and I'd had a, a, a couple scotches. And so I was texting her pre-gaming. You were pre-gaming. Yeah, I was pre-gaming. And so we were texting, you know, back and forth while I was at dinner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're engaged in a real conversation and then trying to do some texting on the side, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of lost in translation sure. stuff. So I made a comment because, you know, I was talking to Jerry and then Jerry was talking to somebody. And while he's doing that, I text her real quick, you know, well, the next day when I got up in the morning, I looked at the text exchange and, and I fancy this girl, like I, she's really precious. And I looked at the text and I was like, Oh fuck her emoji that I thought was a laughing emoji was actually a, like your teeth straight across, like, like, Oh no, kind yeah. of a emoji. Yeah. So I'm, I misread that emoji. So when I saw that emoji, I was like, Oh shit. Because in my comment before sounded like, well, just to be honest, it sounded like an asshole. And I'm like, I don't, if she would have heard my tone, if I'd have said it, right. like, stop fucking texting me. Right. That sounds different than yeah. in a text saying, stop fucking texting me. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I instantly text her in the morning and then I left her a voice me- memo because uh-huh. I'm like, I want her to hear my voice. Then um, you drove over there <laughs> <laughs> with a bouquet of flowers. Right. <laughs> and it was so sweet. Cause she was asleep. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit like, oh, fuck man, did I like offend her last? Like I was, like, that is not my intent. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, she's reading this thinking I'm an asshole. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, she first thing, right when she gets up, she texts me and she's like, Timmy, she goes, it's LOL. She's, you're overthinking this. It's all fine. You know, whatever. Yeah. And it just, it literally just, it calmed my soul mm-hmm. because I was overthinking it and putting more, you know, I was reading into it one thing. It's like when so, you text someone and they quit texting you and you're like all fretting. And then the next day they go, dude, I dropped my phone in the toilet. And you're like, right. oh, <laughs> right. So it wasn't what I said. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, that's just such a we're, weird. We're very good at adding 
something to whatever realistic telling I mean, some the story facts, right right the facts are what it is and it's like you know if that would have happened to you you wouldn't have thought you you know you wouldn't no. have thought anything of it you'd have been like oh i yeah i assumed you probably misread the t- emoji it's text it gets lost in translation sure. but when you thought you were like oh i gotta correct this right it's at that moment that you're kind of like adding to something to it it's like you've got a a good recipe going you know and you're just like I just, you know, but man, if I had just a little, and then you add just a little bit more something to it, and it's just like, ah, oh, I just overdid it on the garlic, or you know what I mean? And you're yeah. you're just adding that little extra to it, and that's what we do, right, with our our mental stories, and and that's why I love uh, communication so much. I I like I'm listening to a podcast right now. It's a four hour podcast wow. about biology and about uh, environment and how mm-hmm. people are shaped, and I think I sent you that yeah. whole thing about. You know, if, if you were a baby that lived in the ghetto, yeah, you, your life would be a certain way, most likely. Definitely, there's always the outliers. But if you literally take a newborn out of the ghetto and put them in the Hamptons, oh, like, sure, they literally will be a totally another person. And well, I, I thought I thought this was very fascinating. This is somewhat on topic um, because it's the stories we tell ourselves and how we learn and how we grow and what we think and all mm-hmm. the confirmation bias, all the stuff we've talked about. Yep. But they said that if you take a baby. And if you put it in an environment where it's not around anyone else, it won't learn language. Like it's not, it's not natural. We are literally a product of our environment. Yeah. So when people think they are whatever, a Christian or right, or like they've got a free wills or they've made their, they're not. They said, they said, that's this. the reason I like free agency. Go yeah. ahead. And all. Well, they were saying that if you took a person that's never exercised a day in, the, in their life, and put them in a friend group of marathon runners. They're going to. They're going to be a yeah, marathon runner, right? Which is why I've said all along, you're 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 adding a lot more color to it and and definition that I appreciate. But I've said all along, when you when you choose a spouse or friends or anything, you're you're going to. I mean, now that I'm just, my mind's going a little wild. You're you know I've always said that you you know you need to choose wisely because you're going to create that person's going to influence you and you're going to influence them yes. in a way that you, you don't, you think I'm my own independent person and you don't, you just, you turn, you, you, you grow together and they yes. take on a little of you and you take on a little of them, but think about it, right? Even from the books that you read, if you want to go back to education, no one would argue this. Like if you go to a, a, a liberal school or whatever it is, a certain view on economics or something, and that's, you know, posited by the 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 professors there you're probably going to come out with that's going to be your view of it i mean i remember when we go into seminary everyone said in midwestern they were like it's very calvinist you know and i'm like yeah. okay well i was not that i wasn't a calvinist at the time but i mean it just it's it's so saturated in the theology and the teaching up there all the time you're gonna come out a calvinist yes more than I mean, we had like two uh armenians and it was just not that big of a but and it's like you need to be careful that you choose, you know, if you think you can be a conservative and go to a liberal school, you're not going to do well there right. because they're you're going to come out. Now, you may not come out completely liberal, but you're going to move a position. Yep. Same thing happens in in the relationship. And I that to me is it's awesome. Powerful. It it's is, powerful. It's powerful and it's awesome. And it's very telling in the sense of especially how you've moved a p- position from being a Republican to a Democrat. Right. But when people. No, we say we're free agents. No, we're not. No, we're, we. And when people say, no, this is just what I believe. <laughs> you believe what you believe because of your environment, 
your family, your social circles, what you read, what you watch. Yes. So when people's like, no, I'm just, I'm just this way. Well, you watch Fox every day. Yeah. Of course you <laughs> believe that. Right. You know what I mean? Just right. like, and again, it's the same thing. If you watch CNN and every day, of course. Yeah. Of course you think yeah. Trump's a moron. Yeah. You watch CNN. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's to me, it's, uh, I was watching some, you know, I love to watch debates. I, lo I love, I love watching both sides. Mm -hmm. And I watched this wonderful debate, Sam Harris. And Sam Harris was talking about, he was, of course, you know, debunking uh, Christianity or all religions. Okay. And he said something that was just fascinating. He said to all of you that are watching me right now, and he was in this big Christian or big religious setting, like literally thousands of people. And he's doing this debate. And he said, most everyone in this room, you're Christian. But if I was to tell you that Islam is the one true religion, it is the way. And if I said, if you don't believe this, you're going to go to hell. You all would think I am crazy. Right. And wrong. He said, now just pause for a minute and just be reasonable and just think for a second. Mm -hmm. That's what you're saying as a Christian. Mm -hmm. That we're right. If you're right. anything other than this, you're wrong. Right. They both can't be right. They both like, in other words, anyway, it was just, it was, a, it was a fascinating argument of, well, it would be if, of by it, you know, you are what you are because of your upbringing, the books you read, who you listen to, who right. you talk to, who you study. You and the mean? majority of those people sitting in the audience have grown up in a country that's, that, that's primarily know, Christian. Christian. And so it's been embedded by our history and everything. Right. And, and it's not a big deal to invoke the name of God publicly and you're right. not going to be shunned for it. And you know what I mean? And, and so, but if they could come into it in the very beginning and they were laid out with two choices and both of them gave, you know, how would you know which way to, you know, it's like, here's the Quran. It says this, here's the Bible. It says this, you'd be like, I, I don't know, but we automatically lean toward the one side because our, we're a product of our culture that we've been grown up in, which is a very Christian culture in, in slides. I know that it's, you know, we're very post-Christian in a lot of ways. We weren't like we were back in the time of the Puritans and stuff, sure. but it's still very embedded into our culture and churches is not a big deal. And we still see churches as an important part of our communities and all those types of things, sure. you know? So um, I, I wish that I would have, I, when you sent, you sent me that text earlier today, I remember listening to a podcast on, and I was fascinated by it. It was like, it was the same concept, but he took it a level deeper. He was saying basically that, that you, and I think maybe we even talked about this maybe on here. It was that you're more of a product, even politically than you like people that grew up in more urban areas are going to be more democratic. And he's like, he's like, well, hold on. Why? Well, it's because for one, when you're in an urban area, there's lots of diversity. Right. And you know, you see homeless people out begging and it's, you know, and it's, it's easy not to want to be for the homeless when you're living in Lenexa, you right, know, right. and, and, you know, and, or, you know, or if you don't have any Middle Eastern friends or, you know, uh, you know, anybody from the East is, you know, part of your circles, it's like, it's easy for you just to, you know, and a majority of your neighbors are white. And, you know, what if your majority of your neighbors are black and, and you're the only white, you know, it's just all those things are upright bringing in everything. 
end up making us lean more toward certain things. And this guy, even on the podcast, he had down to the fact of just like down to the dog. Like it was like, you know, I can't remember what they were, but the Republicans like they wanted they wanted they liked a certain breed and Democrats liked others. He could go into the home and see how things were, how much, you know, uh, cultural like their music tastes, how diverse they were. Republicans are much more narrow democratic or much more liberal and it makes sense to me right i'm like right. they're they're more worldly and i mean they you know they're seen as more democratics they're seen as more you know academics or and you progressive know, progressive and all that not that it's good or bad and right you know republicans are more you know down like they'll stick to our values and hard work is you know and and so the types of music that you listen to and the places that you like to live and all the, you know, it's yeah. it's not uncommon for you to come in certain pockets of Kansas City probably and think there's probably more Democrats here than Republicans. The only reason I say Democrats is because we obviously know Missouri and Kansas both vote Republican sure, majority sure. all the time. But there are probably some plot pockets of where there's more Democrats. And and it wouldn't surprise you. It wouldn't surprise me if that's around here on the plaza more. Right. Um, you're probably the only Republican oh. on the plaza. <laughs> You know what's funny is I. But we kind of we kind of draw you know we 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 lean toward those types of things and, right. and because that's naturally who we are wired that way. Well, and it's definitely made it a big influence on me. You know, I've sure. become way more liberal. You know, I, I it's like I've moved a position. You know, yeah. I've definitely I wouldn't say I'm a Republican. I wouldn't say I'm a Democrat right. either. I'm kind of in the middle and kind of right. wash back and forth. Uh, but you know, yeah, early on I was full on Republican right away. Um. And so, yeah, my environment has definitely made an impact on me, which, you know, which goes back to even to the point about giving ourselves grace and comparisons. This this program also talked about that even our wants are created from our environment. You want oh. we're influenced by commercials, what we see. Yes. So when people say, well, no, it's just me. I just really like that. No, you don't actually. Right. If you were on an island. And, and you weren't seeing commercials, you right. weren't seeing this, you weren't seeing that, you weren't seeing anything. That's what you would know about. That's yeah. how you'd find out what you really like and what right. you really are into. And this goes back to even what we've talked about before about what we, what, I mean, you're married, but what, what I would like in a female, you know, I say, well, I just like what I like. I mean, I see something and I go, or I see a female and I'm like, I like that, or yeah. I don't like that, you know, whatever. And I, and there's, there's, there's nuances there, you know, I mean, there's, um, uh, you can go, I don't know. And then you meet someone and they kind of like, sure. Oh, like, Oh, the more I talk sure. to the more they're interesting to me. Yeah. But, but they're interesting to you because they're, they're like you. Right. 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 There's something, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's something. They compelling. were more in your inner circle than you thought they were when you right. first met them. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I always find it fascinating. Like, like the girl I'm talking to right now, you know, she comes from a Christian upbringing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, her parents are very conservative Christian, just mm -hmm. like my parents are conservative Christian. So, you know, her and I connect on conversations about our uber religious parents, yeah. you know, which, which is fascinating. But I, I, I found that because for me, and I've said this before, probably on the podcast, I have never been alone mm -hmm. until now. I never like went from my parents' home mm -hmm. to a dorm room with a bunch of guys mm -hmm. to an apartment, which with a couple roommates to another apartment with some roommates to marriage. Yep. And then, you know, got divorced. Now I'm all alone for two years. Literally. I don't even have a pet. Right. <laughs> like right. I'm all alone. And it, I'm really getting to know me. Mm -hmm. What do I like? 
what do I like in furniture, decor? What do I like to do? What do I like to go? Who do I like to hang out with? What are the friends I want? Like everything about my life has changed. And what I've, what I've really enjoyed is those that I've become friends with. It's like, I love my friend group. I, I, I literally, when I think about my friends and the people that I've met, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, like this, right. This is who I right. resonate with and who I like and who I want to hang out with, who right. I enjoy. And it's just, it's a, it's a very, um, it's hard to even cap. Well, a lot of the word. non-essential you're at that stage in life where a lot of the, the non-essential drama again, I'll call it that you chased or wanted to explore, you didn't know who you were is kind of shed itself at this point. And you're kind of down to, you're starting to figure out like who you really are as a person. And then you're draw you're, you're attracting people that you would have been like, I never would have been friends with that person in high school. It's it's because, you know, they're totally different. You know what I mean? And, and you were trying to continue a narrative in your own mind then that's different now. And, and you're surely not going to hang out with them. Like they're weird and techie and a nerd or something, you know? And so it's like, but, but now you're, you've, you've, you've rounded yourself out in a lot of ways. And you're kind of like, these are the re these are, these are my lifelong lifers, Yes, you know, because you found yourself and now you've drawn, they're attracted to that because of your friendship and all that. It's an interesting dynamic a little bit, but you don't get there early on in life. And it's like, there's a lot of drama around those early stages because you you don't know who the fuck you are. You don't know who you are. You're just trying to figure it out on your own a little bit. Well, and, you and then it, you're critical of others because, oh you know, God, because yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. you're, and you're doing it not because like you look like an asshole or a bitch at the time doing it, but in sure. some ways you're, you're probably just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, uh, pushing back against something maybe that you don't want to be. It's like, right. okay, I don't want to be known as someone that hangs out with nerds. So why are you hanging out with me? Get on it. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's yeah. weird, you know, and it's like, but there's something, but you, you know, there's a side of you that kind of likes a little nerdiness a little bit. So, yes. but it's like an image you're trying So all that gets lost, you know, and you're finally shedded and you're able to kind of get down to essentials of who re- you really are as a person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, it's funny what I've found myself attracted to more and more are, are certain character traits. It's like, I'm very fine tuned in you know, when I'm talking to someone, I'm very in tune with how they respond, uh-huh. what they say, you know, how they reply. It's been, a, it's been, yeah, it's just awesome. I don't even know. It's like hard for me to even put it into words, except that it's like I was in a tribe and now I'm flopping around with not not now, but then, you know, like when I got divorced, I was flop flailing around. Who am I? Where yeah. am I? What is going on? I don't, you know, I felt so lost. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then I got into my, my second year and I'm starting to like really come into myself. I'm feeling more comfortable mm-hmm. and which is like, back- who am I? Like who, like really figuring myself out, which is where I come back to my transitions, right? you, you 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 came out of an ending of something now yeah. you, then you were you went through that neutral zone of just being disoriented and a little disenchanted and you know you were yeah. all over yeah. then, who am i without a yeah, wife yeah who am i yeah. without a family and or now who am you've I been without- in there long enough that now you're starting to come into that that new beginning of 
a new person of who Timmy is. Like yeah. you're coming into that other side of it. And, you know, and it's a weird feeling. Like you can kind of, you can kind of feel like there's no way you could go back and be like, well, show me on this map, transitional map, where you are. You'd be like, I don't know. But you kind of feel it though, don't yeah. you? Like you can kind of feel that you're in that moving out of that neutral gray zone yeah. into something new, a new yeah. Timmy. And you know, what's neat is I really, I, oh, I'm curious what you felt for your journey. I like myself. Oh, absolutely. And I, I don't mean that in like in a weird way. I just, but like, like I look in the mirror and go, I love you. I don't no. mean that. It's just, I'm happy. Yes. Who you I don't am. wake up with all the internal drama and no. stories going through your mind. And you know, it, yes, all that is just awesome to let go of. Yeah. How you long know? of a process was that for you? Mm, 51 years or so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, was that was did you go through just that dark period after the divorce and just oh like, absolutely and and it i that's the hard part is that i i don't know that you can ever be like where am i at because i think that you cycle back through some you feel like everybody in divorce goes through this i think i shouldn't say everybody but no. but it's it's that you you start and and you you th you've been going, you've been six months, five months. It's a short time, but to you, it's been forever. Yeah. And you think, okay, I'm ready. And then you, you go out on a date or you start talking to someone and it's weird and, and you're, you're all up in your mind and it's, you know, you're just going nuts. It's monkey mind times a hundred, you know, and you just realize that you're not in a good place. And you thought you were transitioning out of one zone and into another, but you're not you've basically realized that you need to come back into that zone again and re kind of evaluate and calibrate who you are as a person. And you do that a few times. I feel like you cycle through yeah. before you kind of come into a new place like you're describing right now. Right. So this weekend, I, Michelle and I were going to Wichita. So, you know, put on a podcast and, um, I heard Obama in his podcast renegades with Bruce Springsteen, which highly recommend is just, really i love anyone that's really good with their thought and language i've said this to you before yeah. that you know you you always say you know what would your superpower be and and i'm i'm not backing down off this one i've thought about it even more you know i'm like you know to take complex things and being able to simplify them or narrow them down into real clear you know structured yeah. language to me is just like man i'm like i wish because i'm a man of words as you know right. you know and well you, well, you said something that I still am thinking about. We were talking about, uh, we were talking about sexual performance. And you said, "Yeah, it's like you show up for the race and your car won't start, or, what, or yes. something like that." I said, "Yes." Is that how you said yeah. it? Because that yeah. was like, I was like, "I said oh you showed God. up for the race, but you couldn't get the car started." Yeah. <laughs> and, and you were I like, thought, yeah. "Wow, that's exactly but that's, the picture yes. of what that like." Yes, it, that's the picture. That's and that's what I you know if you could do that all the time, you know, you're just around someone, you hear them, you're just like because especially when you you're a there preacher are people like that yeah oh and there you know there's podcast you know you I mean, hear more like that but well anyway this but anyway obama said um he said an essential part well let me back up give a little context he was he and bruce were talking about cars and you know how that's a little bit of a when you first get your car when you're young it gives you independence and you can stun it it's like your first opportunity to kind of branch out from the you know, local, you know, 20 yard or 20, well, why should you say 20, maybe like a half a mile radius that you grow up as a child, you know, unless yeah. your parents are with you and it, it like gives you range. Yeah, yeah. It gives you range and all that. Right. And, and so he, and then he came at the end, he said an essential part of being 
and American is getting out from where you are. Meaning like it's as Americans, right? Like we're taught, it comes back to what you were saying earlier about how we're products of our culture in America. We're you, it's driven into us through, it's like, I don't even know, like it's so woven into our fabric of our society. I couldn't even tell. It's not like a commercial comes on and says that, but through it all, you believe as an American that you can get out from where you are and become something better. If, if you're a four on the 10 scale, you're looking to become a five. If you're a 10, you're looking to be 11. Like everybody is looking to get to that next step. And we all believe that we can, we believe that we have the resources. And I don't think it's necessarily like that in other areas, but I think that to tie it back to what we were talking about today, I think that becomes a little bit of a problem though, too, because, because we do think that we can move a position when Others have already are already at that position, or at least in our mind, we think they are. We become very critical of ourselves then, and, and it can become debilitating. And I think in a lot of ways for men, whether it's sexual performance or, um, you know, the financial means that we have all the way down to the kind of clothes that we're walking into, you know, or well, the, car, you just the, car the car is another. I, I don't know about for you, but a car for me, it is an expression of who I am. Timmy, I will tell you this story. I A car kind of changed my life. There was two things that I remember from my childhood that if you said, tell me, uh, tell me something about Lance that you felt like was formative to you. There was one. When I was in the sixth grade, I had a teacher named Mr. Lucas. And I was this, the way I remember it now, but I will caveat that by saying it like said this last week i remember i'm the child that didn't think he had red hair right. and i told my parents, you know and they were like no you always had red hair but for me i just don't remember of me i thought i woke up one day and i had red hair and i was like i have red hair and they were like but anyway so maybe what i'm thinking here is a little bit different than it was in reality but for me first through fifth grade i was this very shy quiet you know fall in line person type of and then i got into mr lucas's class and my mom did not want me to go to Mr. Lucas's class. She wanted me in Mr. Reed's class. Tells you a little bit of times of the year because not a lot of men, two men teaching in sixth grade at that point. And so Mr. Lucas, he he his classes got unruly. And when I can tell you some stories, there was a went to school with a kid named Chris the Wild Man Tracy. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Oh my gosh, I still remember. But Mr. Lucas, every single day before class, he went up to the chalkboard and he wrote up in the corner the four o'clock club. He put president vice president, secretary, and, you know, member one tooth, whatever he, every single day, the first person that got in trouble, well, you were president. You were going to stick around for the four o'clock club. Second person that got in trouble, Mr. Strickland, you just got vice president today. And my name was more on that list. And I don't even know why or what it was, but somebody, they, the actors in that class and the fact that I thought maybe I could get, but I blossomed in the sixth grade and I kind of came out a little bit of like, you know, like I'm, this is Lance. Yeah. I got a personality. Right. You know, and then I'll fast forward then to when I got my car, my, my parents were going to give him my grandpa's red truck and it was like a work truck. And my dad was like, and again, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall between my parents, this conversation of this. My dad was like, no, we got to get a better car than this. Well, we, they got me a, and people that went to high school with me will remember this. They got me a brand new or not, no, not brand new, but it was an 87, Camaro Berlinetta with T-tops and everything, which was the new body style, which had just changed, you know, a a few years before that. I don't remember when the body style changed, but it was around that. Well, 
it was only me and a couple other people that had this these types of Camaros. So of course that put me on the map in people's cars. Like yes. Lance Strickland's got a badass car, and that car boosted my confidence incredibly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I finally had something that other people looked up to, guys themselves, and it was a conversation piece. It gave me confidence. I mean. It just, well, this will show you the arrogance that I had. I had on my license plate, I'm bad. You remember the, you remember back in the day, you'd be like, dude, you're so freaking bad. You know, yeah. bad was like well, good. Michael Jackson's yes, bad exactly. Album, I went to the tour. Anyway. Okay. And so I was like, I'm going to get that on my plate. So I, it was, I'm bad with B-A-D-D. And I remember I was sitting at Grandview, uh, coming off the highway of 71 South, getting ready to turn left on Main Street. Cars kind of back up there. And it was around the 4th of July and this big old truck next to me. And I had the T-tops out with the radio, probably blaring like some, you know, 16 year old asshole. Yeah. And he looked down at me in the T-tops. And he's like, you bad enough for me to throw these firecrackers in there at you or something like that. There's another memory I remember. And I was like, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> you pull out your nine millimeters. <laughs> right. bust you, cap. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but I was like, mm, you know, but it's. I kind of started to blossom and have that confidence, you know, but it was something external to myself that gave me that confidence, right? Which isn't always yeah. good because then you take away that and now you're driving the old Toyota or something. You're still the same person you are. But so anyway, um, how did I get onto that I don't story? Know, but I think that's interesting because I, I had a convertible MGB, a white MGB convertible okay. in high school and everybody remembers me and my car. Oh, interesting. I had the long mullet yep. and that car and then yep. I got a Ninja motorcycle. I had a I had a uh, Suzuki GSXR and I could well, in a, had a GSXR. I had a Jixxer. I had a, a Jixxer. Oh, I had a 600 Katana, not in high school when I got a little older, when I was 21, two-ish. Okay. But I had I started with a uh, Suzuki Katana 600. Yeah, I had one of those. Okay, and then I moved to the 750 GSXR. Yeah, okay. and those. I, you were a bike guy. I like the crotch rockets a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm have not you, a. Have you ridden one recently? I mean, no, no, long time ago. Moved to Arizona, took that bike with me, loaded in the back of the truck. Thought, you know, I'll just out there. It never rains. I'll be able to drive it all the time, and and tried to live out there for a little bit. I think I we mentioned that before on another podcast, and then. And then didn't work out, came back, and I was like, I need a car. And so sold it and, and then, you know, got another little white prelude or something and, you know, tried to get on with my life and make something out of it. And that yeah. was the end of the days of the motorcycle. But, but again, the motorcycle was another thing of, you know, everybody loved. Yeah, there's something about a motorcycle that just automatically gives you the certain types of motorcycles. Sure. You know, if you're in a commuter motorcycle or something, it's one thing. Right. But the types of motorcycles we're talking you're about. Vespa, it's a little different. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, um. But again, I, I don't know, to make the transition a little bit, I think there are multiple things that men have bought into or drive their ego, if you will, yeah. and give them a artificial confidence that isn't necessarily good, right? right. It's, it's like a weird dynamic because any male growing up in America would know kind of what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, I was even talking to you earlier before we went on this segment about you know, uh, you know how other guys that I look at that are badass and, and feel like they're tens and I'm a two, you right. know, and they're, they want to be friends with me and, you know, and, and they're reaching out to me and everything. And I'm like, well, I must be bigger than the two. I'm just making the number sure, up. But, sure. but it just gives me confidence that someone that I think is above me in societal ranks finds me interesting. Yeah. It just builds me up, you know, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's a normal psychological oh, it's, it type, is normal, but it's like, but in a lot of ways, I think though, there's times when that can also backfire and 
guys, you know, we, we hear that the woman is, or we read on Cosmo that, you know, is he big enough or something, you know, like sure. that. And we think, man, I don't know. Am I big enough? I feel like I'm just average. You know what I'm like? Am I big enough to satisfy a woman? Like we right. start telling us these ourselves. We, we brought this up before, right? We want to know that we have what it takes as a male to do whatever, right. you know, that I can dunk the basketball. Or if you want me to, for girls watching, you know, I watch these TikToks and they'll, yeah. they'll be like, when the cart girl's watching, you know, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm trying to hit it on in two, you know, it's yeah. like guys are just the, the, continually trying to impress somebody that's outside of themselves. Well, I think it's a few things for, for men. One, we want to be able to protect. So muscles seem to be. Yep. Thing. Yep. I mean, have you ever met like a big, I was, I was out this weekend, uh, having dinner with a buddy and this guy came in, he was jacked. I mean, he clearly was on steroids. Yeah. He, but he was big too, like six foot four, big, had a big beard. I mean, uh, huh. Like he was just a manly yeah. man, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. And he had a real pretty wife. Okay. And, and I remember just it was it was weird because I I felt so intimidated. Yeah. And he wasn't like I mean he was just a, he was a really nice right. guy, but I mean he just stood next to me and I was like, he was so he was like a giant man. Yeah. And I just felt this feeling of inferiority. But you knew he had more power if it came right, down to that. Right. Than, yeah, right. like if we got in a fight, I'd have to right. shoot him. Like right. it would that was the only thing I could do. <laughs> right. Or run over with a car. Right. You know, but it's the same thing again. So men, muscles. So, you know, size, not just your penis size, but yeah. your size, uh, you know, your your social status, your financial status. And this is a thing, again, I've I've been very vulnerable on you know, I make good money. Um, you know, I'm living the American dream. Yeah, I'm right. my own boss. Right. But, you know, I'll, I'll walk by Capitol Grill over here on the plaza and, right. and they've got, you know, there's a Maserati, a, right. you know, new Range a, Rover, yeah, brand new Range Rover, right. a Bentley. Yeah. Yesterday I walked by as a Rolls Royce. <sighs> it instantly makes me feel less than. Yeah. And I, you know, you're I, walking in there thinking, I don't know that I belong here. Exactly. You know, there and there's other things, and I don't want to get into this, but there's other things that I feel very confident about. Like, sure, I'll walk into any room and I feel good about yep. that part yes. of me. But then there's other parts that I'm like, God, that guy's wearing a fucking Rolex, right? I know that's an Armani suit, right? That's the fucker that drove in on the fucking Bentley. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and but then you know, I'm friends with the guy that has a Bentley, right. you know, and he, right. and he's the uh, sweetest guy. He's yeah. Very nice. Very kind. And he's envious of me yeah. of certain things, yeah. you know, yeah. so it's this whole, he thing. loves that you're friends with him thinking, he, right. This guy's freaking cool yeah, as shit. So and cool. he's hanging out with me. <laughs> I know. And it's like this mutual bro. Like yes. I think he's cool. So successful. Yeah. He thinks I'm cool. Cause yeah. I'm like a rock star. Yeah. It's like and, a man crushing in a, in a yeah, homogenous, non, you know, non-sexual yeah, non, romantic yeah. way. Yeah. Non broke back, broke back mountain yes, way. It's not broke back mountain <laughs> I, way. I always tell my friends, I go, man, I love you, but not in a broke back mountain <laughs> way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, it's, it is, it's like this bro respect and here, you know, he would have felt, and I'm putting words in his mouth maybe, but he would have felt intimidated by something about me. Whereas then I was feeling intimidated by him. And then we got to talking and next thing you know, we're like, you know, bros from another, another hoe. Yeah. And like, well, a lot of guys, you, you and I both have very, uh, you know, magnetic, I'll say personalities. Sure. I mean, we've, you know, 
we can go to people and talk to them because we're interested in everything. And there's other guys, right? They're just like, I don't know. How do you do that? Like they, they've right. got all the resources financially that they want, but they don't feel like they have that. And they would, they would give anything to have that. Right. Yeah. There's always something that you're not wanting. And I, I think that, um, you know, I don't want to speak for the females, but I feel like the female race has done or, or, uh, what's the word looking for uh, g the g word genre not genre yeah 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 <laughs> what's the genitalia no no we're not going on until we figure out this word the female it's a g word the f- like male female is gender yes gender oh. <laughs> <laughs> how can we not think of that gender I love that movie, goodwill hunting that was all- what was that guy's name <laughs> Will hunting? Well, yeah, I didn't even. Right, that makes sense. Yes, the oh, female I gender, it. I feel like, has done a good job of this, and that is they've they've realized that as females, they've beat each other up yeah. a little bit, and they've they've taken a step back and said, we've got to stop doing this to each other, ladies. Like, yeah. you know, it's go out there, and you know, we can't stop. We got to stop shaming each other because you don't look like the models and all that. And I take that concept, and I think that we need as males to do something similar to our side. We may not, you know, you're not feeling maybe less familiar because you want to look like that guy. Right. It wasn't that. Right. You probably didn't want to look like no. him. Yeah. Right. You'd rather look much more leaner and cut or something. Yeah. But whatever it is, when, you know, after we, uh, you know, early on when you're in a relationship and you are intimate with a, a, a person, a males with, you know, it's like a performance for guys. You know, we're, we're not evaluating whether the woman felt connected to us. We're evaluating like we I we want her to go and you know text her friends later and say how was your date and be like oh my gosh it was the best sex ex- ever yeah. and and if she did say that what are we thinking oh I yeah. freaking got all the moves man <laughs> I must have hit her in the right spots when she's sitting there thinking no it's because of I'm so connected to him you know what I mean like right. we live in these two different worlds but guys beat ourselves up and tell ourselves these weird stories yes. that that aren't necessarily true you and i've talked about the fact that and i've experienced this that you know we 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 as males love uh women's figures and and yeah. the beauty of them right and so you know the world that we live in kind of you know pushes them to be perfect in a lot of ways and i think then the same thing we think well that's be, since we love such a a thin perfect body that must be what they want. And so I need to have a perfect, you know, six pack abs and muscles. You know what I mean? It's like, but we've, you and I've talked about this, like yeah. we've gotten a little flabby in a few places not bad, but it's like, nobody's saying anything about it. No, I mean, you know, yeah. so it's like, well, wait a second. Maybe this lie that I was telling myself wasn't true. And I just, I think a lot of times, I guess the part that maybe I haven't worked through in my mind and, and I will say this cause you guys give me crap about it, it's not fully baked. And that is just that, I don't know what the implications of that are for us as males. That's kind of a little bit of a fuel to make us want to become better a lot. So it's like, sure. I don't want to become complacent out of it, but I also feel like it's not doing ourselves anything from an emotional health perspective either that we're not giving ourselves grace in some of these areas. Yeah. Well, I know that, that women do go through that a, a lot. Yeah. I, I've, I've been with women who, Meaning, like, I mean, just female friends. Yeah. And a beautiful woman walks in, and you can see the 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 look in their eyes of like, wow, like, right? You know, like that woman is just built phenomenal, and she right. looks good, and you know, and there's this feeling of it can shrink 
you know, it can make you shrink and then be very self-conscious about the, the, the muffin top yeah. or the love handles right. or the, yep. or the whatever. Yep. And, uh, you know, I went on a motorcycle ride this weekend and one of the guys that, uh, came along, I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, his name's Joe. He's a good dude. He, uh, showed up and he was jacked mm-hmm. and I, and I told him and, and you know, I've, I've, I think I'm old enough now that I'm any, plus he's a friend. I said, dude, you look fucking awesome. Uh-huh. And he said, man, thank you, bro. I really appreciate it. I go, no dude, literally like you look so fucking good. Yeah. I said, kudos to you, man. Yeah. And I, and I, and I was like, man, I'm just out of shape. And I said, seeing you, I said, it's motivate me to get yeah. back in the gym. Yeah. And he's, and, and, and I even text him after the ride. I said, dude, I'm, I mean it seriously. You look great. Good yeah. for you, man. You look big. I said, you look, I said, I'm not following behind you on the bike. I said, you just look like y'all uh-huh. jacked, you know? And he was like, man, thank you. I mean, I was uh-huh. puffing him up, yeah. you know, uh, because I, one, it, it helped me to not feel as bad, like <laughs> shit, you know, but I was like, you know what? Good for him. Yeah. He stayed in the gym during COVID and, yep. and unlike I did. And, but you're right. I, 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 you know, the girl that I'm talking to now, you know, she thinks I'm, you know, fine you yeah. know and and so but i'm a little self-conscious you know because i don't quite look like i did when i was right working out six days a right. week right but like you said what are we telling ourselves and then it's like you get out there and it's like timmy you're not a millionaire and that's okay right you've got a millionaire personality yeah you don't need a yeah. million dollars exactly you know, but, but i'm telling my you know yeah. but i'm telling myself that as a 52 year old guy i need right. to have a million dollars right. in a bentley and all this right. stuff to to be a real man right no, I, you, and i think that's the real i guess to 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 kind of you know like what do we do about it i guess as you were talking i'm thinking you know he's you're spot on but what do i do about it because i i beat myself up yeah. you know and and i think i guess the thing that we need to figure out how to do about it is is how do we get ourselves and i think you might have some a good insight into this because i think you spend a lot of time trying to work on this for yourself or you've thought about it and that is how do we get to that place where we are satisfied with who we are and we live with confidence out of that? And again, I come back to what we talked about earlier in the show. It's like when we add that extra piece of just a little bit more of something to it, that story, that's when the drama comes in. And that's that's not, you know, actionable. Yeah. It's like you're just adding drama in and it's just drawing you down worse. If you're going to add something in like you with your friend, you know, to think, you know what, he's motivating me. I'm I, you know, you can sit there and talk yourself out of it or, and create all this drama and make yourself feel bad, you know, right. and he's looked all this and I just squandered the last year and I should never blah, blah, you know, or you can say, I'm going to do something about it. And, yeah. and if you're going to mull it over in your mind and, and let it kind of cycle through the cycling ought to only be to get yourself to a better place to where you can walk into the Capitol grill and realize that. You are at that place in your life where you ought to be right now. Right. And you're good with that. Yeah. That's a hard, that to me almost feels like a spiritual discipline that you have yeah. to work on on a regular basis. Yeah. That, you know, what was that, that, uh, book? Uh, it's okay. It's well, it's okay. Not be okay. But then there's that. I then changed that quote, which I'm sure it's not original with me, but it's okay to be okay. In other words, yeah, I, I might not be at that goal yet but I'm okay. Yeah. You know, I'm in process or I'm in, in other words, like today I worked out today. So I worked out today because I was motivated by, by my friend who yep. looked great. And here I am going. So today saw him yesterday, today I did a workout. Yeah. 
and I'm, I felt good about doing the workout and I'm like, you know what? This is day one by this time next year, I'll be back in shape. Like yeah. I want to be, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. Right. And so as long as every day I'm taking small steps yep. in the right direction, it's like running a marathon. You don't, you don't just, I'm going to run a marathon and get up and run. Right. Like you get up, you run a mile. Right. The next day you run right. two. The next right. day you What's run. What's not acceptable are zero days. Right. No zero days. There, right. you, you at least have to have gotten yourself to at least to a, the next step in something. Right. Or it's sometimes stopping something. So for me, good point. I, again, during COVID, my eating habits kind of changed and got a little bit poor and different things. And plus I love nachos and I end up at night. I make plated nachos and I'm like, I know this is wrong, but it's so delicious. Uh Um, so I'm interested. I finally went to the grocery store and I did not buy chips. I didn't buy cheese. I didn't buy it. I just didn't buy any of it. I only bought chicken and veggies. So nice. that is literally all I have for- in my refrigerator is chicken and veggies. Was it a was it a mental battle the whole time you were in this? Yes, because I was like, oh, I want to buy that. I'll I just do it for tonight. That. I'll just okay, do it for- just one more time. Right, one more week of doing that. And I just was like, you know what? No. Yeah, I'm gonna got to start. I, I'm gonna start because if if not, you would have had another zero day. Yes, and, and it would have been an- zero days just piling on to each other, right? And I dropped five pounds. Good for you. In one week of doing nothing different yep. except. Right. Cutting yep. the, the nachos at night. And I used to buy, I'd like, oh, you know what? I'm going to buy some Oreo cookies. I only eat like one a day. Mm. No, what happens is one at a time. And by the end of the day, <laughs> I've, ate, I've eaten a dozen, but only one at a time. Lance. Right, right. Sometimes here's how bad I am. Sometimes I would literally take a bite, set it aside. Oh take a my bite. goodness. Literally. I would have like six Oreo cookies in a night. But it was only one, one bite, little at, a bite at a time. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so yeah, but I just realized, I I because I'm a very disciplined person typically, mm-hmm. um. So I just decided, okay, the best way for me to not eat junk is to just not buy it. Yeah, I'm not going to buy yeah. it. I can't. I yeah. couldn't eat it if just, I wanted to. Just just realize about your I'm the same way, right? Yeah. Just realize that you have no willpower to do it. Right. So you can't buy it and just let it sit in there. Right. So don't buy it and there's you're not gonna get it go all the right. way downstairs, get there, in the car. It's gone. I'm gonna yeah, eat it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that, so you know, you're asking what are the steps I think yeah. to, for for all of you know, everyone listening for for us in our own journey, and, and just using myself as an example, like how can I not feel so inferior to what I would consider a very successful affluent yeah. man, right. Or, or person. And, and what I realized was, is that then, okay, what do I need to do not to become that, but what do I need to do to move a position yes. to find myself more financially secure or yeah. to find myself. And I realized that for me, it was like, okay, what are some daily action steps that I can take to move the ball down the field. Okay. You know, not doing the Hail Mary, but what are some simple things? So f- just like one thing for me in my business is contact new contacts. Yep. You know, making new contacts with vendors. Um and and do so so that's what I started doing. I started looking for new venues that mm-hmm. are doing weddings that they don't know about me yet. Right. Um and taking those action steps to to grow my business. And, you know, I did some improvements on my website and I did some, 
I did some reviews for some other businesses that mm -hmm. I know about in the wedding business, and they did some reviews for it, me. It, it's interesting. I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, as you're talking, it makes me think, are we, do we beat ourselves up on, on areas that we know that we're not actively engaged in, in meaning like if you're, if you're doing something, if you have zero, if you have no zero days on moving yourself to a better financial place where you are, you're not going to be able, you're not going to beat yourself up as much when you go down to the Capitol and be like, man, I'm so stinking far, but you know, it's like, you're going to walk in knowing yes. I'm working on this, but I'm wondering like, it's, it's when we're way out of shape. Right. And then you see your friend and he's real cut and you're kind of like, man, I've not been working out for a long time. Had you have been working out for a few months or a month or whatever, up to that point, you would have thought you look great. And I'm going to get to where you are because I'm working out right now, too. And I've got a month already under my belt. It's usually those things that we beat ourselves up on that we're not pursuing in our own life in some sort of intentional way around that. Right. Now, I think the sexual performance thing is a little bit different because yeah. you could still be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how to fix that one. And I yeah, think and that's I a big. Talk about that. Okay. So something I, I heard and I looked it up and it was a true quote. And it's a quote from Albert Einstein. Nothing happens until something moves. Mm, that's great. And it made me realize that I can't beat myself up over not being able to run a marathon. And I won't beat myself up if I run a mile. In other words, it's yeah. movement. And I'm with you. That's I a great think, quote. I think anything in life, I think, the uh, well, not depression. I know that can be chemical, but it also yeah. can be mental, mostly mental from what I've researched. But a lot of times... It's inactivity. It's staying locked in. Not, you know, a lot of people got yeah. depressed during COVID. Why? They weren't moving. Right. They weren't interacting. They weren't moving the ball down the field. They weren't doing anything. Right. So if, even if you're overweight, if you're overweight right now, even obese, fine. That no problem. Right. Yep. Set a goal for one year from now, tomorrow, when you wake up, move. Yes. Walk around the block. Yeah. And that's and, all you can do. Don't get mad at yourself. And to your point, don't try to go Hail Mary. No. Don't try to go from a zero to a five or six. Go from a zero to a one. Yeah. Maybe that you're eating the same things that you've eaten every single day. You're just going out for a, a mile walk or something right. that day. I mean, make it something that's attainable. Well, it's just like there's some stairs over here on the plaza like that everybody takes pictures on. Yeah. Like 100 stairs. I can't jump from the one stair up to the hundredth stair. It looks impossible. Right. But I can go one step yep. at a time yeah. and eventually I'll get to the top. Yeah. And so I think that life is like that, that if, if whatever your goal is or whatever your dream is, whatever your aspiration is, whatever you desire, don't be upset that you're not there yet. Great point. Take a step in the right direction and then just every day take that step. Yes. And at the end of the year, you'll be like, holy shit. Yeah. I was doing one push up last year. Yep. Now I'm doing a hundred. And, and when you feel that, when you feel that, that feeling of inferiority that you have, remember it captured on your phone or whatever, and then journal a little bit about it to kind of dig down to figure out what it is. And I, it'd be, I think that's then because if you dig down to kind of figure out what's, you know, where it stems from, what the catalyst is, I feel like then you could probably say, all right, this is what's really bothering me. And it could be something that your mom said to you that right. you'll, you know what I mean? And you're like, I need to get over this type of thing. But, but if you don't do that, if you just keep kind of living and dwelling in that drama and that place of inferiority, you're never going to get better. You got to back out of that deep, you know, dive into the emotion and figure out what's driving it 
and then think now to your point, what are the steps and no zero days that I can put in place in order to kind of fix it? Yeah, we're going to come right back after this commercial break to talk about sexual performance. I'm always curious, and I don't know about you, Timmy, but there's, there's, I'm going to give you a, the concept, but in a different discipline and then bring the one that I'm going to bring. But like, you know, it's what I'm about ready to say is on the sex side is, is when I'm at church and I hear someone say, you know, that they've, they've heard the voice of God, you know, and I'm kind of like, I kind of get what you're saying, but, but I really don't cause I've never heard the voice of God. So it's a little bit of like outside of my, you know, experience. And so to bring it onto the sexual side, you know, like in the same category as that, it's, it's conceptually different, but it's like, you know, I've had the best sex. We had the best sex ever. And I'm like, well, I got mean? what you mean, but I'm like, what, but what does that mean? Like, like I've had sex, you know what I mean? And so well, because you came exactly <laughs> like, right. What, what and it's it like, it, what made it good, you know? And so there are these categories of life that are like this. And I think sex, you know, we had the best sex ever is one of them. And, and they, people describe them with words that really aren't necessarily reflective of what is happening in real life. Right. You know, and, and for me, I can tell you that, you know, probably the best sex ever was, is always this, where you've had this emotional buildup beforehand. I know that's cliche. Oh, no, it's good. Though. But it's it's the right thing, right? Like, yeah, you've teased it, teased, you teased it, you've looking it. forward to it. Yes, you flirted with it, you know. it's it, And then it kind of just is this, like it can't go anywhere else except this just manifestation expression yeah. of all that you had to, you know what I mean? And it's like. Unless you get so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you pull the car up to the starting line and, and it won't start. It's, <laughs> good thing you got the keys in the pocket you got the <laughs> little inside joke there <laughs> sometimes you just need to remember you got the keys are in the pocket <laughs> oh my god but um anyway i you yeah, know, so what makes sex good? sex is different i think most people would probably say or this. what's a good performance for males it would be in their minds different dating like when they're dating and I'm not talking about in a relationship, but I mean, once you've been with someone for a little bit, that to me is the beauty of sex is that you're working things out together and you grow together in that area. You know what I mean? Without getting too graphic, but it's like you like, you figure out what she likes and, and you kind of, you come up with this dance that both of you like and kind of go through, you know? And, but anyway, I think, yeah, what does it mean? And I, and I'm always perplexed at, what people mean by that. And I've all, and, and again, back to my inferiorities, I've heard other women say that maybe overheard or, or maybe I'm, you know, with a couple friends and they're talking, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, well, do, 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 do no one's ever said that to me. I mean, you know, sure. because it's not, it's something maybe they would just talk to their girlfriends about, but I'm like, what is it that they had that was so great of sex? Was the man just perfectly sized or something you know what i mean like right it's like all these things start going <laughs> did through he our move a certain way did he move or? a certain way right. you know and i'm like i just can't think that that's really what it is yeah you know he's like oh he was just hitting the right spots and i'm like okay what i must have just <laughs> missed out on the mapping or something <laughs> but even as guys we say that you know yeah. what i mean and it's like that's part of the beauty of sex though, right? Is that you find your, your partner spots. Cause hers are probably a little, even though she's made anatomically the same, 
there's a little she's wired differently or he's wired differently you know and that's the beauty of it well and that's what you know different people like different things right you know i you You like to have your hair pulled right (laughs) (laughs) you know just don't pull it out (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't i have nightmares about that (laughs) oh shit no but i guess it is about so for me when i think of great performance sexually yeah yeah um one is the is the connection you know i think that's for me that's why i'm not into you know i'm uh, just meeting someone random and just you know i mean we all have those stories but that that isn't as awesome as wow i'm attracted to her mm-hmm. and she's attracted to me mm-hmm. and and like man I, I like her she likes me like that to me is what leads up to great sex and the performance can be learned you know, oh you can, yes you can learn how to make you know how, how can i make her orgasm yeah how do i touch her yeah how do i kiss her and how he or she, she will kind of guide you a little of that yes and you can you know and you ebb and flow um but it is about learning you know that so when i think of you know because guys want to be able to like perform in the bedroom you know like we want to be able to i want to be able to make her orgasm yeah you know? right uh and all i can in my mind all i can think of is that there's a connection between you and and the person right. that you're with and and it can be a learned thing i don't think first time i think we put a lot of pressure on that first time mm-hmm. and it doesn't always you know i've had i've had it not go sure know, like i intended you know right uh because i was nervous or excited right or, you know yeah it's just it, 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 you can't predict how that's how that's gonna go mm-hmm. um you know a great i was just thinking of this and and i'm like this is probably a terrible segue but i've got to bring it up just because it's something you and i would do i'm always curious to how people like when when it's done and you both have kind of finished yeah. and you're laying there it's like I'm, I would love to know all the little sayings on the wall. If you could just put them on little snippets of like how people make the transition from that moment of sex <laughs> back to normal reality, right. you know, you're kind of like, Ooh, yeah, that was so real. Exactly. <laughs> like that's, you can't do that. Right. Like there has to like be, I was just inside you. Yes. And, and there's, we all know not to get too graphic. There's things that you do sexually that, if you just talked about in real life, you'd be like, that is disgusting. You know what I mean? But you're like, but in the act, it was hot. Oh, it was awesome. But it's like, how do you make that transition? You know, and, it, and it's usually performance based. You know, it's like, wow, that was really good. Or, you know, you you know that moment that I'm talking about. It's like, it's, I, I always think it's a little awkward. I mean, not so much now, but even now, even in marriage, it's a little bit of just like you just went through this really kind of intense emotional connection yeah. and it's the middle of the afternoon. So it's not like you just fall asleep. Now, that's one way to transition if you fall sure. asleep. But if you're getting back up to get back to real life, you know, I mean, for me, I'm just this is totally me being way too transparent, but I'm like, you know, even as even my kids are older and everything, but you know, I'm like, we shut the door and everything. And then I'm always a little bit cracked. Like, 
when I open the door, are they all going to be standing out there like, yep, welcome back. Okay. Man, What's for dinner? You know, <laughs> or the damn cats outside the door ready to spring like meow and sprinting into the bedroom. Like everybody's waiting on us because they know we're in there. You know, that's how I feel sometimes, you know, but, but yeah, I'm always curious to like, what are those transitional phrases that people use? Right. And they're like, you know, like, because it's usually sometimes around for me, it was a lot of times it was around performance or something, you know, yeah. because I, it was like me bidding that it was like, well, it was as good for you as it was for me or something, you know? Um, I don't know. Was, have you ever had that experience? Do you, oh, yeah. you know what no, I'm describing? Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just a, yeah, it's just a, a very intimate moment. I mean, yeah, you're fully naked. It's kind of like you're wanting the report card at the end. Yeah. You Like, how'd I do? How did I do? Yeah. Which my, you know, in my mind, often I feel, well, there's layers to this. I feel good about my performance if I made sure orgasm like that's kind of like that is always a in my mind like I have to make her reach orgasm first like that's got to happen yeah and then you know you can go layers deep of course then I want to orgasm too mm -hmm. sometimes you know <laughs> that doesn't always happen for various yeah. reasons and so I guess the, the, for me, I, and I'm just a, I mean, TMI, I'm a giver. So I, yep. I really, I get a lot of joy mm. from pleasing someone. Mm -hmm. It makes me really happy to right. do that. So for you, that was great. Sex is like a ant, like equals. It would be the fact that part of your, your calculation would be that you were able to give a lot. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, but then, you know, you, you, of course, we've all seen porn, right? You see porn and, of course, it, you know, that makes you a little, at least me, it's a little inferior. Like, dear Lord, that guy's got a six-foot dick. <laughs> you know, it's like, holy cow. Um, you know, he's holding it and there's 20 more inches out of the end of it. It's like, what the hell? You know, of course, I realize that's porn, but it, it, you look at all the things they do and the positions and the crazy stuff. And, of course, you know, the women are always like, oh. Right, uh, right. Know, Right. It's like, wow, I've never heard a girl do that. Never. You know, right. Scream, I'm like, give it to me, daddy. Like, wow. right. Um, yeah, that's it, porn has not done our society a favor in I that. I think so. I think it, it, it can. And I know, thankfully, I don't, I'm not a big porn guy. Mm -hmm. Thank God. I've seen porn. So you know, I've been corrupted by it, but I, I, I realize it's, it's fake. It's not real. These people are actors. They're being paid. Right. Women don't like it in all three places at one time, most likely, you know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> right. that's not what they like. Right. And I think, and I wish, I wish, I wish we could have had a call and maybe had a female on here, but from what I know about females is they want the connection. They, they want the passion and they, and some, you know, some women like it rough. They want to be spanked and like their hair pulled and all that too. And, and yes. And of course, you but know, that's, that's their way of feeling wanted. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, like that's really what you're trying to uncover right. in this is I want is, you in this animalistic. Yeah. I want you. Yes. And it's a, and it's, I'm just talking, I mean, it's back to all the things that we love. We love you and I love communication Yeah. and it's this nonverbal communication that's happening yeah you know you're looking to see kind of how she's reacting but she's not talking to you out loud but her right. facial expressions and the way she moves you know what i mean right. like or that's, you know a simple moan it's like yes that which really excites me whenever right. you know you're doing certain things and, and they're moaning you can tell it feels good it it like 
it's like really <laughs> riles me up because right. like oh i'm pleasing her right uh and it makes you feel good that right I'm making her feel good which is interesting because i'm kind of have a hypothesis that the reason that guys it's a combination but if i was able to put a higher percentage it's like uh, if you got 100 percent of sex 60 to 70 percent of it i wonder is as us filling our ego that we've got what it takes to please her yeah. and she loves it the other 30 or 40% is just the physical part of us enjoying the ejaculation or whatever that, sure. you know, sex brings from being touched and wanted ourselves and all that. But I know for me, it's, it's the, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the fact of just me knowing that I have, that I'm skilled enough in a certain area that I yeah. can please this person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's, like that for a lot of guys in a lot of ways because again it comes back to that whole thing we want to know that we got what it takes yes and there, i know as a guy i'm curious what you think on this it's one thing to be liked or it's one thing to be loved or respected all these different things are all fine but when someone wants me it, that that's like the highest it, emotional wanting you yes. can get they're when, trusting you with this package that they have that's completely unclothed and vulnerable yeah, like when they yes like if they want me yeah i say they like there's all these but I just mean, yeah like yeah the girl they like, in general she yes. wants me in her she wants to kiss me and touch me and you know that is the hottest thing yeah. ever is to be wanted and, and I know, and I've heard this in my coaching and, and all the couples that I've worked with sometimes, and I guess it can happen if you're dating too, but in sometimes in marriages, one or the other won't feel wanted because I think they've gotten so comfortable with each other that rather than the whining and dining and the special outfits and the candles and the mirrors on the ceiling and the, you know, the pole in the corner of the room, it's like, do you want to do it tonight? You don't you want tomorrow okay like it's so right uh, right know? now again there's nothing wrong with that on occasion right it, sure that's real life yeah i mean that's real life yeah. it's real life it's like some you, you know once in a while you have just a regular yes. something to eat yeah you don't always have something yep. off the wall but i think you can get stagnant in a relationship where you forget she wants to be wanted like she i need to put rose petals all over the bed i need to light candles put on music i mm. need to draw her a bath i like doing those things again not that it's every time you do your no. your intimate you have to do that but there are times when you should grab them push them up against the wall and kiss them hard and grab their mm -hmm. ass and there's something i mean if they like that <laughs> i mean if they don't <laughs> like that but right like women want to be taken they want to be they want to be wanted but so do men. men yes men because at least for me i can only speak for myself i am a pursuer i'm a chaser i had this conversation with the girl that i'm chasing right now you know i said listen i i don't mind chasing you at all like i like chasing you because i feel you want me to chase like i feel like you want it or not want it, but like she, yeah. she want, she likes that I'm chasing yeah. her. She feels desired. Right. She feels desired. That, then there's, I, that's a I, great feeling. It is. And I told her though, I said, Hey, here's the deal. I just want you to know. I said, I just want to be very vulnerable and very open with you. I am chasing you because I feel that you're interested. If you're not interested, please, like, please mm -hmm. tell me because then my chasing will, will back, it'll backfire on me. It won't be as attractive to you if you're not interested. And she, 
let me know that she is interested and she likes the. Let me ask her. you this because I know you're always interested. Do you feel like you really were you really honest with yourself in asking that because you were looking for, or was that a you kind of bidding to to want to know to try to evaluate kind of where she was that your efforts were not yeah. going to fall and you know short right and it's like but it's like you didn't want you couldn't just let it play out you wanted to oh, fast forward to, to the know. end of the game yes. to see do i, I win was, in this thing yes. or not or a little bit i, I okay. mean i was pretty certain yeah i could just you know because like i've never sent a text that i don't get one back so there right. are several signs yeah. that i'm like well if she wasn't interested right why the hell is she keep yeah. texting me you know yeah. what i mean um so i i was pretty confident okay. Like I was ninety, maybe eighty, ninety percent there. That pretty confident. Yeah. And I was bidding that last ten percent because I'm like, you know, I'm starting to like. You're I catching really, the feels. Yeah, I'm catching the feels a little bit. Like I really think she's cool. You know, yeah. I'm like not like I'm going to propose or anything, whatever. Now, but it's like. <laughs> well, I'm glad. You know you, I mean, yeah. I'm glad you qualified. I mean, it's not that like that. Me. It's not like it's super <laughs> like. Uh, but I want to make sure that I'm not spending this energy. Yeah. And and kind of chasing someone that's just not interested which is ah i feel like i'm onto something but not really again i'm like and this is i'm not not picking on you in any way i'm just yeah, I'm, for everybody. I'm, yeah everybody feels i feel like this as soon as you said it resonated with me i'm i'm wondering if there isn't something there that it's like again it's like here's what i'm saying it's like the guy that that's some girls walking down the street total stranger yeah and you know, he's like, he's like, Hey babe, whatever, you know, gives her some sort of compliment violates her space, but she was just walking. She doesn't say anything to him. And then what's he do flips immediate. And he's like, I knew you were a bitch. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, she basically, it's like that whole thing's just awkward anyway. So many th things wrong with it. Sure. But I'm wondering if there's some of that that happens with those guys. Again, that's a performance thing. He wants her, which she could have been coming from her mother's funeral. I mean, you know what I mean? He, no, no, what got fired from her job or have, whatever, right. who knows? And yet, but he, he thinks this is a violation against me because you're not responding to my cat call. Right. And the same thing I'm wondering is that as men, we're so performance based that it's, we, it's so, if we know we're going to lose the game, we're just going to quit, right? Why, why even play the, the three quarters that right. are remaining? It's like, this is dumb, as opposed to just enjoying the game for what it is. Yeah. Even though we know we lose in the end, we're not. We are only playing because we want to win in the end. And I get that there's some value in that. Sure. But on the other hand, I, I kind of feel like in some ways that's a drawback of us. Like, yeah. why can't we just enjoy the pursuit for what it <laughs> it's is? really actually good. Because <laughs> this is what I've been telling myself is you know what just enjoy enjoy yeah this. take the pressure yeah. off of yourself right yeah the pressure off myself yeah and and i even told this person i said listen no pressure at all i i just but don't hurt me yeah <laughs> <laughs> if i'm honest because yes. we've got a podcast <laughs> and we are, we're not shameful about <laughs> it it is that's part of it yeah. it's like i want to make sure it's it's almost like you're getting ready to step on yeah something and you're kind of putting your foot to see is that is that like if you're walking yeah. out it's frozen yeah and you're kind of like i don't want to just run out on the fucking ice yeah i want to kind of step out there and i take a stick and i throw it out yep. there it's still right and i throw a rock out there <laughs> like okay it's solid yeah and then you feel secure yeah. about walking out you keep up in the ante a yeah. little bit what's i it? think that's what it was it was like hey like i'm 
like I want to kind of walk this out with you. Mm-hmm. Are do you are you okay with that? Or do yeah. you want to walk it? Are, do you are you interested in me? Yeah. Um. And you know, it's it's wild for me. It gave me it it calmed my heart. Like it made me go, okay, she's safe. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we're cool. She's interested. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. We're good. And I, I we don't need to talk about it anymore. As long as I know you're interested, you know what I feel because I'm very right. vocal. Right. We're good. Okay. It's cool. And it, it just brought comfort to my heart. So I think guys, maybe that's partly what they do. They want to bid like, you know, how was I, was I good? You know, right. was I good? Did I do good? How was right. my kiss? Did I kiss you? Right. Good. You know, there, yeah. there is, I mean, I think all of us guys, we like, you know, even when we take, take women out on a date, you know, it's like, we want, we hope that they're telling all their friends, oh my God, I went out with yes. this last night with Timmy and oh my right. God, he kissed me. Oh right. my God, it was a great right. kiss. Like you're hoping, yeah. you know, and, 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 like when you've been intimate, like you're hoping that they're telling their friends like, oh my God, he went right. down on me and it was, oh my God, or like whatever. Like you would hope. That, I can pretty much assure you that they don't talk about that probably. <laughs> oh, you think? I don't I, think they, women, I've I think they, they talk, of, I think I don't, I guess maybe what I should clarify. I wonder if they talk about it, but it's more in generalities than it is. In I've like, heard women are nasty. Really? I'm that women. Let us know. Yeah, I, Do you talk in I've specifics heard. or is it more? They maybe, talk size of packet. They talk about everything. I've heard. That's what Stacy told me. That's what I've had other females tell me that. Oh, you don't even want to know how we, Oh talk. my gosh. So, you know, now not all women are the same. No, Just I like understand. all guys. Aren't it's the same. generalized. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I think you, you, as a guy, you want to know that you you well, perform for, for or, me, and with it makes me feel great when Michelle tells me, you know, we're early on still, and you know, we've been married for a year, we've been together for five years, but we've only been married for a year. You know, she tells me my family loves you. That just makes me feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it makes me, you know, think like, oh, okay, like they've seen something about me than you together, how I treat you, and you know what I mean, and and. And she'll say, you know, you're, you're so different than the other, you know, it's just, I guess my point is just, we're always looking for those. And I'm wondering what is it about our masculinity that requires that feeding and, and can we get past it? I don't know if we can or not. It's, it's a little bit of innate in, in us. You know what I mean? Like, like it's that part of us that fuels our drive, but it's also can get us in, into the ditch. Yeah. Well, it may, yeah, it's, it's, you know, we're uncertain about so many things that if it gives us some certainty, I, you know, I even had the, her dogs liked me and that made me feel good. <laughs> There's I different mean, levels of acceptance. I mean, Animals. <laughs> I've made it to level three. Yeah. How do you know? Well, her hamster let me hold it. <laughs> There's all these, I mean, yeah, you know no, I mean? it's like, a great point. It, right. You know that those dogs are very special to her. Right. So they would have come in like, yeah. he'd be like, uh. Well, the fact that they, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, laid on my lap, loving on me. I'm yeah. like, and I remember in my mind thinking, yes, thank you, like, Scooter, or yeah, whatever that- the dog's name is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think it's the same with, with anything, yeah, it's right? A great, even, yeah. even the animals. Um, and of course, you see that sometimes in, in profiles. You know, profiles will say, I'll like you when my dogs like you, or whatever. Yes. Yes. Like, that's stupid. Yeah. But then you're like, well, but maybe not, right? You know, if your dogs are that important to right. you, I, I get it. But I think it's just we want to be loved. Yes, we want to know that we've done a good job. We've impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why a lot of guys posture, you know, and why, you know, I mean, why? Yeah, it comes I, back to that word signaling we use a lot, right? We 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 are males are trying to signal. Yeah, why do you wear I'm, a Rolex? Why, why? Right. 
that I'm dominant, that right. I that that you want to breed with I me. I can afford it goes, this. Yes, it goes back to these evolutionary ways, right? That it's like you know that I'm I'm a peacock, right? Spreads its feathers to to show the female yeah. that that I've got this I pl- caught us this dinner. plume, right? This plume is healthy enough, and our offspring. But you know what I mean? And it's like it's just it's it's kind of weird and animalistic in a weird way. Right. And we just keep feeding into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's in the, in the apes, uh, I forget which one it is, but they'll, they'll, you know, yeah, they'll, they'll like puff, puff up and, and someone will try to, it's like, yeah. uh, challenge them yeah. and they'll show that, no, I'm yeah. the fucking boss here. Yeah. And it's this, they posture and then the one slinks away and the other one's like, yeah, yeah. you know, and there's so, but humans, we're not, you know, I think a lot of what we do, it's posturing, right? It's, one one might posture with a personality. One might posture with a Bentley. Yep. Another person postures with pecs. Yeah. Another person postures with their hair. Yeah. Like we all have. With their mind. That, yeah. yeah all, yes. Their intelligence. intelligence. Yeah, some people, they just posture with their fucking brain. Right. Um, you know, and, and so, yeah, I, but wherever you are. Being able to just be okay. I honestly being alone for the last two years, I am coming to be okay with me. Yeah. And I don't feel, and this is going to, this is way maybe TMI. I used to really notice this is going to sound so fucked up, but I'm not like this anymore. But this is how I used to be. I would notice who noticed me. Well, sure. I, it was like I would walk into a room and I would I would notice who noticed me. Yeah. Now I don't I don't even really I don't even think I mean I'm thinking about it now because yeah. talking about it. Yeah. I don't think about that. Right. And here's why I think. And I hope it's growth because I'm okay with me. Mm-hmm. I don't need you That's to a great be point. okay with me for then 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 to be be okay yeah. with me. I'm okay with me regardless of what you think. If you notice me or don't notice me, like I don't even I don't even right. notice that anymore. Right. I don't know if that's growth. I don't know if that's maturity. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. just I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but it's brought me a lot of peace. I don't need your approval mm-hmm. for me to be okay with me. Mm-hmm. But but I'm still human, right? It's like sure. I still do my bidding for this girl that I'm talking to. It's like you do like me, right? Okay, right. good. Like, okay, right. you know, right now it's not going to necessarily change. It's not going to change who, how I feel about myself, but it's going to change how I'm, how I'm dealing with her. Yeah. You know, if she's not interested, what, what the fuck am I going to fucking right. waste my time? Right. But it's interesting how quickly something like that can change. Like if you do start, you know, pick up, it's like, then we've talked about this on other podcasts. We start going into that psychological, you know, protection gymnastics that we do to protect ourselves that, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I probably didn't give her as much. Like, we're trying to figure out. We're gonna, we're gonna convince ourselves that we still have what it takes. It was some mistake that we made. Right. You know, it wasn't just the fact that they just didn't like you. There, right. there was something which is fine. There, well, you usually know, what we do is, well, she just doesn't know a good thing when she sees it. Exactly. Right. It's something <laughs> yeah. along those lines, right? We're like, not really honest. Right. Exactly. Um, but again, it all stems back to that. I mean, I'm sure. Good, good friend Grant Wood would be able to try to you know narrow in and tell us understand how this is you know grown through our masculinity and evolution and all these types right. of things and how mommy we are. issues or daddy mommy issues, issues or daddy or issues whatever. or something but but it it is a it is a for me it's I'm the same place as you in life I've I've gotten to the place where 
I can lose the drama of my younger years of me getting in my mind, worrying about why some girl that just randomly I saw out, tried to talk to her, didn't like me. It's like there was a million people out there that day that didn't like me. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. there was a million that did like me that would like me. I just, you know what I mean? And, and thinking that I'm inferior or something because X didn't talk to me or a date didn't go well or, or what, or even back to being divorced. Right. You know, there's a lot of pressure I put on myself from the fact of, you know, do I have it, what it takes to actually keep a marriage together? Wow. I mean, yeah. I, I, I live with that. You know what I mean? And that's, that's a pressure that it's not that it just, you know, violates my day and, and, consumes me sure. but it's always in the back of my mind when i got to the one year mark that was a big deal for me timmy yeah because i could at least say that i could do it for a year yeah and that was important to me yeah because i wasn't able to do it the last time yeah and i felt like i remediated the mistakes that i made and it's like every day after that i feel like i get to count one more day to success yeah and i love that that's awesome yeah because you just celebrated one year yeah that's awesome. And it's just those little things, right? That remind us that, that you do have what it takes and, and the work that you did put in is valuable and, and, and it's paying off. Yeah. Yeah. And it does. It, it makes you feel, yeah. When I went through my divorce, I felt like a failure. Sure. I, I failed, you know, I, 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 I failed my friends, my kids, my yourself, my, you myself. set up, yeah. I was disappointed myself. And, and there was this huge, my the first year after the divorce it was dark for me it was very mm -hmm. dark because everything comes into question everything about everything you know you yes. just really <laughs> enter in this whirlwind of it's yes. yeah, it was dark it was very very dark and um i went through i probably cried more than i've ever cried in my entire life because i don't like to fail mm -hmm. i just don't um and so yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting journey, you know, to live life. And I think I think at the end of the day, for all of us as men or women that well, we have fifty five percent of our audience yeah. is women, yeah, is to be okay with you, be okay with where you are, and if you want to be someplace else, yeah, don't beat yourself up over it. Research, study, yeah. learn no zero what, days, yeah, learn what little baby steps yeah. you need to take, yes, and then look at yourself. A year later, Spot how on. far did you move? Rather than being upset that you're not there, start moving there and progressing each day, every day, moving in the right direction. I love that book by the Starbucks guy, Onward and Upward. Lance, what we this has been a good podcast. Yeah, I, I've really enjoyed the just all the we oh. went kind of like we always do. We kind of go all over the place, but it all kind of has a theme. Hopefully people that listen to us long enough know like you kind of have to stick with them in the beginning <laughs> and then they'll bring it around yeah. and you'll be like, this is really By good. By the end, you'll be like, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think just to close this out, I, I think as men and women, we all have insecurities or have an insecurity somewhere. Yeah. Confidence in some areas, insecurities in other areas. And, being able to, that's just the way it is. And that's the way it will always be. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's necessarily something that you need to really stress about, no. or, you know, whatever. But, but like you said, the very beginning that kind of started out with this, giving ourselves grace, you know? So yeah, you don't have abs, like give right. yourself some grace. Right. If, if, if it's that important to you, then yep. do what you need to do to yeah. get abs. Get like, yeah. like get yourself in the shape that would make you feel good about yourself. Yeah. If, if you're not happy with something, 
well then fine make a plan to fix it and not to tease out another rabbit trail but you and i both know this that we think that when we get abs we're going to be happy right no. when we and we're not no, and we're that's, not happy because we can't have twinkies anymore exactly or that's the cream that, <laughs> <laughs> that's the other fallacy that we believe in the lie right, right is that it's like man if i was like i think that right now like i'm a little heavier than i normally am and so you know i'm like i'd be so happy right now like i think things are going if i was just 20 pounds lighter you know what i mean i'm like no i'm not i'd be battling something else at that point right. so we've got to we as people we've got male or female yeah We've got to figure out that what happiness is, which I'd like to do a show on that sometimes because I've got a lot of oh, good thoughts. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. But that's another key is that we've bought into the fallacy that when I get the Bentley or when I finally find get into the relationship, I'm going to be happy. And you're just you're chasing that for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, you're chasing the the carrot at the end of the stick. Yes, going to get there. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll do a podcast on happiness. Okay. I, I'd love to do that because I have I. I have a lot to say on that okay. too. I, I think that'd be a good podcast. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us for a Timmy Gibson show. I'm Lance uh, Strickland. Yeah. And I'm Timmy Gibson. Uh, <laughs> and so here's what, here's what you can do to help us. So we, we yes. just passed like almost 7,000 downloads, by the way. Oh, wow. Uh, our podcast has really taken off. Thank you for listening. Yes. If you could do us a small favor and go to the Apple podcast and give us a review, only a good one. If you're not going to give us a good one, don't fuck you. But no. <laughs> But if you can, if you could do that for us, we'd really appreciate it. Just go and to, subscribe, right? Like, yeah, you can yeah. subscribe and then give us a review because those—that's what helps us get uh, referred yeah. and recommended. And wow, you better Ooh. go. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming. So anyway, anything, any final closing words? I, I think we did a good job today, and uh, you know, enjoy your life wherever you are. Enjoy it. If you want to go somewhere else, enjoy where you are now while you're on the journey. And I will say this. You and I are both like this. Like this is just you and I talking, but I'm like, this is a conversation that you and I are enjoy just happening. Like yeah, if yeah. the thing, if the machine wasn't recording, we'd be like, we're that was enjoyable, like right? Yes. <laughs> so, but it's always better to get other input. We we value other input. So certainly, if there's things that you've heard on the podcast and and you've got some insight into it, man, shoot us a comment or Absolutely. something. We love that stuff. Yeah. Just I mean, get the feedback. But also, you and I are on this journey together, trying to figure this stuff out on our own and. And certainly we benefit from, you know, other perspectives. Yeah, and feedback. Absolutely. All right, guys. Enjoy your life. Peace. Peace.